0: Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. What's going on? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. Hi, everyone. I'm Lee. I'm the daughter. I'm
1: Lori. I'm the mom. Hey, what if we did Freaky Friday and swapped? What do you mean? I'd be the daughter and you'd be the mom.
0: Oh, my God. Wait. Hold on. Oh, magic. Now, you could act like me and I could act like you. We already do that. No, but like <laughs> I could do my impression of you. Oh. I'm a Virgo. Everything needs to be in place. I'm an Aquarius. It's like a tornado when I walk through the room, (laughs) (laughs) and I've been
1: attacked.
0: Hello, police! (laughs) I've been attacked. I've been threatened. (laughs) You've personally attacked me.
1: Remember, I used to call you
0: Slobrella. You did, yeah. (laughs) You know what? But now you're not like that. No, I'm not. Now I I get really anxious if stuff is not. Mm now that it's my own house or like you, that I take <laughs> Before, up more residence. Yeah. Before well,
1: you're like, Yeah, mom will just do it.
0: <laughs> well, I bounced around a lot because mm-hmm. you you and my dad were divorced, so mm-hmm. I would be with him and then I'd be with you. And so mm-hmm. I never I never set down my roots. So right. I always just
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's the mantra. We talked about that yeah. this morning. Restless we did, yeah. to
0: be rooted. Right, right. Yeah so <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> our uh sound guy my husband jake told uh yeah you that you can't clear your throat in the microphone anymore I yeah i can't clear
1: my throat and you breathe through your mouth and i breathe through my nose i'm it was a, before we got started i was like hummering hummering <laughs> what's that i was humming through my nose um <laughs> We will rock you. <laughs> what? <laughs> we are the champions. <laughs>
0: How do you... Give me, give me no. some of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm not doing All it. All those ASMR freaks are going to go crazy. No. You're You're know, like, so no. I'm,
1: I'm trying to do exercises so I do not breathe through my nose. <clears throat> I
0: have bad Yeah, sciences. I guess I'm a mouth breather. Well, well, you learned something new. I'm breathing. very
1: nasally. Are you? Well, according to Jacob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, you just want to hop on in or what? Do you want to hop on in? Yeah, I've got a lot of crazy hand motions going today. Yeah, but people listening can't see that. Yeah, I'm I just like- need you to imagine. I'm Italian, so imagine some of that and then just Yeah. A little bit of this. A little bit of that. A little I like to keep it spicy, you know? Oh, I like to talk with your hands. I do.
1: Cool. Cool. I relate. All I right. understand everything you're saying.
0: You do. I mm-hmm. could just do this yeah. and yeah, you would know what I was talking about. That's I know. that's love right there. Yeah. Okay, that's true understanding. It's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going first as per usual, per usual. Well, I think people expect it now. <laughs> <I> no. <know>, but <laughs> wait, when we do the Freaky oh, we're gonna, Friday, I'm going to shake it up. You're going to go first and you're going to pretend to be me. That's uh you know what I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You taking a little sip? I am.
1: <laughs> We're still in, in search of a. I'm in search of a <laughs> cup that doesn't does make a cl- noise. Jingle my ice cubes. Well, if I don't want to clear my throat in the microphone, then I need to sip. Wet the, your whistle. Wet my whistle. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. What are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I can't. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> when you're doing that. <laughs> Obviously, we're slap happy again. <clears throat> okay. I am talking about back masking. Do you know what that is? I do not know what that is. Okay. I'm going to start the definition then for you. Back masking is a recording technique where sounds or messages are recorded backwards onto a track that is meant to be played forward. So you have to play the record backwards in order to receive the message interesting mm-hmm. you're gonna know what i'm talking about when we get into it i know
1: what you're talking about because i used to try to do that on my Beatle albums and yes you know because mm-hmm. apparently john was saying cranberry sauce but i never could get it <laughs> okay yeah yeah i never i mean i never heard it i can't remember what song it was hmm Jacob.
0: Jake's going to fact check that. <laughs> He's going to fact check well, it. If but if we I used hearken to d- back to your Led Zeppelin episode, mm-hmm. they back, well, they supposedly back mask. Supposedly, but
1: um, Jimmy Page said... So, no, they all say no. They say no. He's like, who in the world's going to take the time to do that? We'll get into that. Strawberry Fields. Strawberry fields. He says cranberry sauce. Wow, I'm going to have to can that. I can never get it.
0: Okay, so yeah. So that is backmasking. Okay. okay. All right, so I want to start with a brief rock and roll episode. being perceived as the devil's music little history here because it's important. Okay, so rock and roll. I'm not going to go into the complete history, but, oh, also, a lot of my information for this episode is coming from the book Season of the Witch, How the Occult Saved Rock and Roll by Peter Bebergal. 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 Okay. Would highly recommend if you're into rock and roll. It's a good read. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but... Mm super interesting okay so a lot of my i've pulled a lot of quotes from this book okay let me clear my throat (coughs) let me clear my throat okay anywho okay so rock and roll is the devil's music i'm not going to go into the entire history of rock and roll because we would be here forever but rock and roll electric instruments Mm -hmm. okay turn traditional values on their head Okay, Okay. so in a time when, you know, you were supposed to be conservative and girls were over here and guys were over here and you were not supposed to be sexual and you were not supposed to be devious and you were not supposed to do drugs and rock and roll was like, "Mm, yeah, how about we do? How about we do it? Okay, so it's all about rebellion, right? They talked about intoxication, gender fluidity, sex, aggression. Religious leaders saw rock and roll as the worst form of hedonism. Yeah. They thought if you liked rock and roll, you were just opening yourself up to the devil. Yeah. Okay. So, sex for religious leaders at this time meant initiation for demonic influence.
1: (laughs) You mean without procreation?
0: (laughs) Premarital. Oh, premarital sex. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. You're welcome. Okay. Yes. You were only supposed to have sex after you were married. So rock and roll that often had risky lyrics mm-hmm. or, you know, Elvis's gyrating hips. No,
1: the they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him show
0: his hips. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They zoomed in. Yeah. Because, up. because you were, he was corrupting the youth. Okay, so that's going to be an important theme here. The very first rebel. No, not the very first, but yeah. Right. Okay, so enter the 1960s, right? Enter. 60s counterculture. Yes. So liberation, period, but also sexual liberation, Mm -hmm. right? It was a time of like... Hippies. Hippies were opening up to a new way of thinking. We're trying to tap into a different wavelength, we're going to not take everything that we're being told mm-hmm. as the truth, and we're going to go on our own path and try to find out for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love it. I know you I'm are... still living that way. Yeah. Me too. Right? Yeah. 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 You are very much a 60s child. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I embrace it.
1: I'm as proud you of should, it. As yeah. you should.
0: Okay. So, in 1966, the Beatles released... Tomorrow Never Knows, which is the final track on their album, Revolver. Okay. And this marks, let me find it. Oh, my gosh. This marks the first use of reversed sounds in a pop recording. So, they, I think they used backwards guitar sounds. Okay. So, like, they played a guitar, they reversed it, and that's what they used as the sound. You know that song, right? Yeah. Okay. Go listen to that song. I can't hum it because apparently we're going to get copywritten so yeah don't imagine me humming it don't hum it right okay so john lennon wrote this after an experience with lsd but also it was about like opening your mind period like so meditation or just getting on a different wavelength transcending the electric kool-aid
1: experiment Yeah.
0: yeah yeah okay so that is tomorrow never knows now they also released on revolver the song rain which marks the first backmast message, really? and I don't have in my notes here what exactly the message was. Maybe Jack can fact check, but I think it was one of the "Paul is dead"
1: things. Oh, okay, which yeah. you're going to do a whole I'm different episode, do an on episode, on that. episode
0: on that. Yeah, so I won't go too much into that. But so that marks the first. So the, as per usual, the Beatles are in here, like yeah, being trailblazers, trailblazers. Yeah. Okay, so we have the established. How rock and roll was viewed, Mm -hmm. and then the Beatles are coming in. So then, I want to talk about back back backmasking in a satanic manner because here where they here's where they start kind of colliding. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you find it?
0: When the sun shines. When the sun shines. If the rain comes. If the rain comes, they run and hide their heads. They run and hide their heads. Is the backmask message
1: cool? Okay. On what on what track? Rain
0: Rain. on rain rain, which is on Revolver. Nothing really bad about that message.
1: Yeah. Like I said, cranberry sauce. The other messages were just fun, right. jokey.
0: Right. And these were intentional mm-hmm. back masks because we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. So, back masking in a satanic manner. So, in Alistair Crowley's 1913 book, Magic Book Four, okay. which we're going to have to do another, a whole episode Uh-oh. on him. Absolutely. Because he seems to be popping up. Oh, yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he wrote a book in 1913, which recommended people who were interested in the darker side of magic to learn how to think and speak backwards and recommended listening to phonographic records backwards in order to train your brain to think in reverse. For what purpose? If you were into black magic, you should just teach your brain how to think in the opposite direction of what you were told. Okay. But like what for what end result i don't think that you should dive too deep into this because Uh, i don't it's to train your brain to think in a different manner okay against what society tells you to think i mean as far as i can tell yes okay that yeah all right i don't think i would look for too much substance gotcha okay okay so this is where people started connecting well if you're back masking you must be Satan, like I'm you right. must be, you know, the devil was coming through. It's okay? the devil's music. So the nineteen seventies, we have talked about this before, where the Manson murders, which took place in nineteen seventy nine, kind of marked this satanic panic that then 79? started. 69. 69 Did you say seventy nine? Oh, thank you. No, nineteen sixty nine. So, in the 70s, then, there was this satanic panic where anything that was... Because, you know, the Manson clan were viewed as hippies. They had long hair. They kind of did their own thing. So, then society viewed hippies or anyone that thought Mm -hmm. a little differently as, oh, no, you must be members of the Manson clan or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was viewed very badly, and people were scared of anything that involved the occult. Right. But also in the 70s, you saw this, like, surgence of tarot readings and, mm-hmm. and get anything involving the occult. Right. So at the same time, interest in it was growing, but also the fear of it yeah. was growing on the right. other side. Okay. The divisiveness. So, like, New Age. Think of 1970s as like the rise of the New oh, Age yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Probably because of the Beatles. <laughs> like, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Isn't that when they had their like long haired phase and stuff? I mean,.
1: Well, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember just growing up in the 70s, everything was like just those, you know, wild Word colors. Rings. And it was and, all astrology. Yeah. And, you know, astrology was on everything. A right. mug,
0: a pen, a, you right. know, so all there, of that, that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, there was like this huge rise in the interest. But then over here, the religious leaders and the more conservative side were like, oh, my God. What is happening? Because, and I, I would say... I mean I wasn't alive but I would say because of what happened with the Manson murders that mm-hmm. really sparked this like absolutely yeah, not that was the end of the hippie movement right for sure right but you had the biggest names in rock and roll who were like all about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. right Yeah, and not really I mean maybe some of them but not in like a, but they were they were hippies yeah okay for yeah. lack of a better word if you don't like that word I um, love that word Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that word, but... I love it. Yeah. I know
1: a lot of people will say that to me sometimes, and they think it's an insult, and I'm like... I I don't think it's an insult at all. I dig it. I completely dig
0: it. Yeah, free your mind, man. Okay, so in the book, I took a direct quote. He says it was a time of... The motto was, take what you need and leave the rest. So it was kind of like... It it was literally about carving your own path and Mm -hmm. thinking... For yourself. For yourself. Okay, so you had the biggest names in rock and roll that were embracing all things occult and spiritual rebellion. Okay, so Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, Black Sabbath, the Rolling Stones, just to name a few. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And our pal, what was his name? Peter Bebergal says that in doing so, in embracing the occult, they crafted rock's mythical soul. And without it, rock and roll as we know it would not exist. Oh, I love that. Love it. This I book. love that. A top notch. Okay. So, they were all preaching to reach beyond convention, to find something bigger and different, to get in, tu- in touch with their own level of reality. And then you had, you know, obviously with that mm-hmm. comes some drug use. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> some psychedelics.
1: Because that's how you free your mind, right?
0: Right. I mean, I, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not my thing, but but you know,
0: yeah, Jake's giving me a thumbs up over there. (laughs) Right. Which side note, we did just watch this Netflix special called Have a Good Trip.
1: And, oh, I saw you
0: posted that. Yeah, on one of our and stories, it's like and I um, watch that. celebrities' experiences with yeah. psychedelics, and it goes into a little bit. It's really fascinating. It was Wavy Gravy on there? He wasn't, oh, but um, Donovan was. Like a lot I love of Donovan. a lot of cool rock and roll yeah. icons were on there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm watch that. Go watch that if you're in- intrigued at all by I'm that. Totally going to check that out. Okay, so the occult at this time came to mean challenging the status quo. Looking for answers that traditional religious, you know, values weren't giving you. Right. Okay? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're like, "Ah, I don't think so. I want to go off Mm -hmm. on my own thing here. Taking control of your own destiny and saying, I have a role in this. It is not just...
1: Predestined.
0: Predestined. Predestined. It is not just God. I might, you know, I have a role in in carving my own life. Okay, again, so couple that with the Satanic Panic. Mm-hmm. Kind of came to a little bit Ooh, of a... Yeah. A, 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 a woo. friction. And I, in my notes, I specifically have, later 70s, early 80s, shit hit fan. Oh. Is what my <laughs> notes say. Note. It hit the fan. Okay, so there was a movement to put warnings on uh, labels of rock albums. I remember that, yeah. Okay, because they were saying that there were these satanic messages Mm -hmm. hidden in all of these rock songs i recall however for the most part the bands were coming out and saying no yeah we didn't do that like i would i would imagine i don't know what the
1: process is but that it would be very time consuming to try to do that I mean,
0: jake could probably answer that better but it seems like it's not like why would i want to do that Right, so the Beatles did it to experiment with different sounds Mm -hmm. and to maybe have a little fun and just, you know, try to come up with something new. But as far as, like, going in there, I mean, there were intentional ones, but if you look at the ones that were intentional, they're goofy. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just kind of poking fun at it. Right. um, Which I'll get to some of the Back Mask songs. Um, Let me find where I... Okay, so... Messages were said to be just as potent when listening to them regularly. So, the churches and the televangelists, like, oh my gosh, you have to go on YouTube. There are hilarious televangelist things where they're playing the Led Zeppelin albums backward, and they're like, do you hear these satanic messages? And, like, they were playing them at churches, saying, like, your kids cannot listen to rock and roll. Um, It was basically, they were saying that it was the devil's way even if the band didn't know it, of coming through their music because it was, you know, naughty. Um, It was their way, the devil's way to corrupt the youth without parents knowing. Like right Hmm. under the parents' noses. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I do recall that. Yeah. So there were like, it really hit the fan. Um, Record smashing parties became a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Books were written about it, which I have to get. Just because they have to be hilarious, okay one is called dancing with demons, wow, and the other is called the devil's disciples, the Truth about Rock. <gasps> And oh my if gosh. you we're going to have a huge library. You have to Google this. The artwork or like the ads that came out of this, the propaganda was like yeah. literally like devil licking a guitar string and oh like, gosh. it's actually kind of awesome, but really? it was meant yeah. to like deter kids from, <laughs>
1: you're like, can I get that frame to hang in my house? Can I, I'm yeah. going to get
0: that tattooed on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was meant to like get, get, keep parents from letting their kids mm-hmm. listening to rock and roll. There was even an organization that was formed called pass p-a-s-s parents against subliminal seduction okay wow <laughs> they wow. Re- they took it far i mean there were court there cases some, this was serious business <laughs> yes so this all and the reason why i started looking into this is because i think in your led zeppelin mm-hmm. episode i talked about the judas priest thing did you yes so it this all came to a head in 1990 The government attempts to legislate against backmasking after Judas Priest was taken to court because there were claims saying they were responsible for the suicide of a teenage fan because in their song, Better By You, Better Than Me, there's a backwards message of do it. Like Nike do it? Like do it. Ah. Just do it. (laughs) Like that Shia LaBeouf meme. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) (laughs) But they were saying that the reason that this fan, and I, you might want to fact check me, Jake, because on one hand I read that it was one fan, and on the other hand I read that two people had committed suicide, and that's why this was like, mm-hmm. but the parents, I would assume the parents came out and said, they, okay, so it was two, two, was two f- people two, had committed okay. suicide, and I don't know if they, I don't know why people thought it was because of this song, like, I don't know if it was the parents, I don't like know. It was Judas Priest on the... On the jukebox, on the record player. You know what I mean? Right, like, like I, don't, that- I don't know if there was a note. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, but they yeah. were like, the. it was, they won. Like, it was like, no. They won? No, like Judas Priest won. Oh, I was like, going to say, really? The <laughs> no. parents won? Judas Priest, it was thrown out. Oh. It I, was not. Thank because goodness. if I, I do believe that it was proved that subliminal messaging was not. Like, it didn't have any effect. Like, even if there was that message, Mm -hmm. it would not have any effect on you. You would not be able to hear it if you were listening to the record regularly. Mm -hmm. Okay? Unless you're watching the movie They Live. Unless you're watching They Live. (laughs) Okay, so, I I have what is really going on here. Okay? So, there's this thing called, I'm going to butcher it, you're going to laugh at me. Paradigm. Dolia, oh my God, I'm going to spell it, P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. Okay, I've never heard of that word. It's a psychological term. It is your brain's attempt to make sense of gibberish. Okay, so here's the thing. So televangelists and churches and all of these people would take these records and they would play them and say, here's the the devilish message. Okay? Okay. But they would tell you what, the message, what was. the message was before they would play it backwards yeah. so then mm-hmm. your brain right will find it correct like yes. it will literally sift it out because it wants to make sense right because you know when you play a record backwards it's like i'm blah, 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 blah. telling you i've done,
1: i've tried to i've tried to do this right. and i have never heard what they're telling you that you've so they literally
0: hear. did studies where they put two groups of people and they told one group the message and mm-hmm. they all heard it and of then they didn't tell the other group, and they're like, "No, I don't really hear anything." Hear nothing. So it was, yeah, it was you know, yes. fabricated to fit their story. Mm-hmm. I will say, okay. Um, there are cases of intentional backmasking where people did actually like. I think, let me find it. Who the heck was it? I know that Weird Al had an intentional one nature oh, nature trail to hell in 1984 obviously <laughs> like in the after this mm-hmm. kind of in the midst to make fun of it it says Satan eats cheese whiz that was intentional oh, so out. you can intentionally do mm-hmm. it but like Led Zeppelin came out and in my opinion Led Zeppelin would if they did it they'd be like yeah whatever yeah they're like, no, uh, we didn't do that. Exactly. He's so, taking the time for that. Led business. Zeppelin's is, and I think there's a few, but the main one in Led Zeppelin was Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. and they claim it says, here's to my sweet Satan, mm-hmm. and like this whole thing about how you should follow Satan. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here are some songs that are supposedly backmasked. I can't wait. But I got to tell you. Another reason why I brought this up is because when I was little, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a thing. Yeah, like we, I remember. And because the internet was like just starting to run. So we didn't actually play the record backward, but you could go online and Google it and mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. little clips. And we used to sit there and it would creep me out. And when I was researching this, it kind of freaked me out. Did it? It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The well, thought yeah, of it. It's kind of like carousel music almost like it's just a creepy sound when you're playing a record backwards that even if it's not saying anything I'm like eh, it's kind of creepy yeah do you know what i right. mean yeah okay so we have Hotel California by the Eagles in 1976 supposedly there's the message of yes satan organized his own religion <laughs> okay well, and they we already know they that they have so i originally my episode this week was supposed to be all about Hotel California okay there was not enough oh hell california i think i could do like a mini blurb about it on youtube mm-hmm. or something but there was not enough because they have come out and said like no it's yeah. we didn't do that it's not about anything satanic now they could be lying but th- they have actually tried to like totally get yeah. rid of that so there wasn't even enough for me yeah. to do a to whole do episode a, on to that. do an episode Right. Um, In Another One Bites the Dust by Queen in 1980, he says, it's fun to smoke marijuana. Oh, Freddie Mercury. That one you can actually hear. Can you? (laughs) Yeah. Now, again, could be because I'm being Mm -hmm. told to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows if that's what's actually, if they actually did it or not. Yeah. Okay, um, gonna raise hell by. Are you ready for this? Oh, it's, I hope Here's it's not how, Barry Manilow. Cheap trick, cheap trick. I was like, what? what? Cheap trick in nineteen seventy nine. You know, Satan holds the key to the lock. Cheap trick says that. Yes. Uh, She's like, well, right I don't then think so. the
1: whole thing has just been debunked.
0: <laughs> it, it has been fabricated. <laughs> no, are you ready for this? Oh no. El Dorado by ELO in nineteen seventy four. <gasps> There are multiple ELO songs that supposedly have been backmasked. Mm,
1: you know, can we talk about this for two
0: seconds? Go to town. My love of ELO. She loves ELO. And you do not love ELO. I like ELO. I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be my last record, you know, I wouldn't I lo- take it to my desert island, you know. You know, if, you know I, I don't know how you cannot listen to ELO and just not feel... Well, jubilation. Well, they're hiding satanic messages in their songs, mom. Maybe that's why. So Maybe that's why. <laughs> they're cur- they're corrupting you. <laughs> their message in what did I say Eldorado is everyone who has the mark will live. 666. Six, six. Six. Hmm. Okay. All right. Which is hilarious cuz it's yellow. Like, okay, so there are a ton in the Beatles song and I'm going to let you handle that one. You do your episode. I'm going to do
1: The Walrus Paul. But there was this Whoa. whole
0: conspiracy that Paul McCartney was actually dead and there are a ton of back mass messages that clues in the albums I remember that growing up as a kid that one creeps me like Mm. even thinking about that whole conspiracy for some reason gives me the heebie-jeebies so in the it's the white album entirely is like just but they're, they're everywhere yeah the clues are on Abbey Road they're right. on, um, but the Sgt. Sergeant as far Pepper. as backmasking yeah. the white album is like the holy grail for backmasking oh really apparently not
1: Magical Mystery
0: Tour nope it's really? a, the white album because that's where you hear turn me on dead man mm-hmm. and that's where you hear Paul is a dead man miss him miss him miss him mm-hmm. okay okay so I am so excited for when you do that
1: dude I know I I see I lived that mm-hmm. so I'm excited to do that episode
0: yeah, so, um, and that, those are the ones I have written down, but there are a ton. I mean, yeah. there are a ton. So basically, what I think was that it was religious leaders' way of trying to take down rock and roll because right. they were going against their values and well, what yeah. they got to keep people living in fear and right. towing the line. And So, do I think that Satan was actually putting messages in these rock albums? No, I do not. No. It'd be pretty tight if he did. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that is backmasking.
1: Wow. Kind of cool. That's interesting. I mean, I knew I, I am familiar with most of what you were talking about. Right. Um, but did not know it had a name, actually.
0: I did not know that it had such a tie to mm-hmm. what was going on in the world. I didn't know that there were, like, organizations set out against it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just knew that, like, it was a thing and mm-hmm. that you could find hidden messages. But I had no idea that it was, like... So, so tied culturally to what was going on yeah. i think that that's very interesting
1: absolutely mm-hmm. and i we talked you know talk about the 60s and i said i was going to try to uh, do an episode mm-hmm. and you said it would be a stretch because how magic plays into the hippie movement and what it the effect it had on the world and right you know I, so that's another one i'm um tinkering with do a girl well that was very interesting thank you thanks for researching that you're
0: welcome now i i really hope that everyone goes out and tries to listen to all these messages cranberry sauce let it corrupt you
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right what's yours well mine is not that in uh, as in depth as yours mine is actually um I went for the fun one. Okay, I went a little light because I went a little. You went a little heavy, I went a little deep. Okay, so I went a little light. Okay, I'm ready. Um, so my topic this week is one of you know I'm not a big Disney fan. No, we joke about that a she lot. People make doesn't fun like of me. it. I'm I would no, I've never been to Disneyland or World or anything like that. I think like you that. would actually like it. It's the I happiest may. place on earth. Yeah, I, I'm just not uh, not into that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but. You know, growing up as a kid, there were a few Disney movies that I absolutely loved. And it's funny that you don't realize as a kid what you're like where you're predestined to go or we're not predestined but you know I know you mean the path that you're following or the journey you're taking because one of my favorite Disney movies is Bedknobs and Broomsticks Mm -hmm. and
0: you've always loved that I love that movie We used to watch it all the time when I was little I haven't seen it in a long time yeah
1: so that one and of course Mary Poppins and the reason I say and that will be a whole nother episode is that they're very much linked together okay yeah could you see it
0: Yes, but again, yeah. I have not seen bed knobs and Broomsticks in such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, because I guess Mary Poppins is kind of a witch, right? She is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And um,
1: so this is a Walt Disney picture mm-hmm. released in 1971. Okay. Um, and the, you know, heading on the marquee is you'll be witched. <laughs> and you'll be dazzled
0: Be dazzled
1: Not be dazzled you'll just Be dazzled you will Be dazzled
0: <laughs> Be dazzled <laughs> Do you remember when be dazzling was a thing? Speaking I do, of I do unfortunately. Was that a 90s thing? I think people were still be dazzling Oh god, why? Yeah Actually, you know what? Your, your friend has um, be dazzled shoes uh, I've, We've been quarantined for Oh my god, he does <laughs> I've been quarantined in this house so long I would buy a be dazzler You probably would I would my gosh, jean jackets, here we go. Oh my god, I love jean jackets.
1: Right. So the movie is based on two books. Oh uh, yeah. really? Yeah. And you're probably gonna want to add these to your library. And it's called Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to have a list of that. So the first book is called The Magic Bed Knob or How to Become a Witch in Ten Easy Lessons from 1943 love it and the second is called bonfires and broomsticks 1947 bonfires and
0: broomsticks
1: yeah and they're both by mary norton okay. so she wrote both of the books
0: fun yeah,
1: so the screenplay is by don degrotti who okay. did mary poppins and the music is composed by the sherman brothers who also did mary poppins interesting yeah so, actually, the Beautiful Briny Sea is some of the very good tunes that you can hear on Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Substitutiary Locomotion, which we'll talk about, and a Portobello Road. Beautiful Briny Sea was actually meant for Mary Poppins and was cut and then used in Bedknobs hmm. and Broomsticks. Okay. Mm-hmm. An interesting note, a sidebar, the Sherman Brothers, this was the last feature film that they worked on until they were called back in uh, 2000 to work on the Tigger movie. So, it was their
0: last... Mm, I don't think that one did too well. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. What, the Tigger movie?
1: No, just uh, why this film came about when it did.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the film stars uh, Angela Lansbury Mm -hmm. as Eglantine Price. And you may know her better from Murder, She Wrote. I think that was, you know, her long-running series mm-hmm. from 84 to 96. 12 okay. years. That's long. Wowza. Okay. Great. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you also might recall her from a little movie we watched a couple of weeks ago called Blue Hawaii. <laughs> um, David Tomlinson, who plays Professor Emilius Brown. Mm-hmm. And he is also Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a very small part which um, lended some star power, but his parts, most of them were cut out. But at the time the movie was re- released, he was already a star. And so he had some, you know, power was Roddy McDowell. Do I know who that is? You probably would. He is definitely a famous for Planet of the Apes that series. Okay. But you would know him from a movie called Evil Under the Sun. Oh. And also Fright Night. Fright Night. Yes. Who was he
0: in Fright Night? Oh yeah.
1: He's uh what's his name? The Yeah, yeah, yeah. The T V guy. The T V guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he plays Mr. Jelk. But oh. there was another person that was up for the role, was considered for this role. Who? Mr. Elvis Presley. Oh, God. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine him in a Disney movie? No. Hilarious, right? <laughs> but he was being considered for this role as Mr. Jones. Well, I think they and probably you, made the right decision. And if you watch the movie, you'd be like, no way he's playing that. He could not have pulled that off. All right. So... The film went into development in the early 1960s. Okay. Okay. So now remember I said that it came out in 71. Yeah, what happened? So it went into development in early 1960s um, when the film rights to Mary Poppins, when P.L. Travers was giving Walt Disney a hard time about signing over the film rights to Mary Poppins. And so he decided, fine, I'm going to make this other movie called Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, So in the meantime, in the interim, he got the rights- to Mary Poppins and he shelved bedknobs and broomsticks because they were so similar. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And a lot of times people will say, Oh, is bed knobs and broomsticks the sequel like, is it the to Mary Poppins? Right. Like they thought it was like a continuation. Hmm. Yeah. So um now Walt Disney dies in nineteen sixty-six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And or
0: did he? Is he frozen? <laughs> he's,
1: <Okay>. he's frozen, <laughs> only to be brought back later in time. Um, Don't do it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Walt's brother, Roy, mm-hmm. I think, was in charge. And Disney was having a rough go of it after Walt's death. Um, he, they only had two hits on the books, Jungle Book and The Love Bug. And so, um, the they were looking. Bug? Is that yeah. the one about the car? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're like, really? That was a <laughs> So, that was the hit? <laughs> um, so, they were looking for some old-fashioned Disney to bring some zing back. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, they pulled it off. It was a hit. Um, but not, the studio didn't view it as such because in comparison to Mary Poppins, it wasn't as big. Okay. But giving their floundering Given the you know, flops giving that they, the flops that they were having it was a smash okay okay and literally one week after the release roy passes away roy disney jeez hmm, yeah Whew, having a rough go
0: of it over at disney
1: right on okay so the movie takes place in 1940 okay that's oh. the setting okay during the blitz What's the Blitz? Exactly. I had to look that up because I was like, what the heck is the Blitz? So the Blitz is um, a, a a, a a German bombing campaign against the United Kingdom during the Second World War. And the term was coined by the British press and it is the German word for lightning. Okay. Okay. So that's what the Blitz is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it starts in a museum in a town outside of London called Peppering Eye, and where the children have been evacuated from London because of the bombings. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's a that's a real thing that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go deep into it, but apparently Angela Lansbury actually was alive during that time and experienced these things. Oh. So. Um, they're asking people in the town to take these orphans in. So, the three kids in the movie are Charlie, Carrie, and Paul, and they are placed in the reluctant care of Angela Lansbury, and her name is Eglintine Price. Eglintine. Okay. Eglintine, what a name. I know. So, they decide that they don't want to stay with her and they're going to escape back to London. Okay. So, in the midst of them making their getaway, They see her trying to fly on a broomstick. Hello. She's a
0: witch.
1: She's a witch. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Miss Price reveals that she is indeed a witch, but an apprentice witch. She's in training. Okay. Because she is uh, taking a correspondence course in London, you know. That sounds that fun. sends lessons and, you know, teaches her witchcraft. Fun. Yeah. Can I and get some of those? I know, right? And then her hope is to help the British, you know, in the war effort oh, with her spells. Right. Yeah, that's her That's her driving force. Gotcha. Right on. Um, so, she decides that she doesn't want the kids telling people that she's a witch because huh, that probably wouldn't look too good, right? No. So, she... Tells them that she will give them a spell, um, and she enchants this bed knob, and it's a traveling spell, and it will let them go to different places if they be quiet, if they keep her, if they keep her secret, if you keep your mouth shut, if you keep your trap shut. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, in the meantime, she receives a letter that says the correspondence school has been closed down. Because of the war. Oh, bummer. She's pretty bummed out about it. As I would be. <laughs> because she only has one more spell. To become a witch? Well, this final spell is what she needs to defeat the the, uh, the German troops. Oh, right. Right on. So she convinces the kids, specifically Paul, because that's who uh, gave her the... the bed knob and he uh, he's the only one that can work the spell the juju he got the magic touch as we would say so she convinces him to put the bed knob on the bed and uh all all of them go to london to find professor amelius brown okay so she can get this final spell right right Um, i'm with you okay so they do that and here we find out spoiler that professor amelius brown is a con artist. <gasps> yeah. He's... Dun, dun, dun. And the plot thickens. Yeah. So, he's, uh, he's a shyster, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, a con man. And he is very surprised when he meets her that the spells actually worked because he just pulled them out of this old book and <laughs> he was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know they were real. You know, <laughs> so I was just trying to get your money. Um, so, she... Convinces him to come along, and they—he tells them that they need to go to Portobello Road. Oh, okay. And that's where they're going to find the other half of this book because he has the book, but he only has half. Naturally, and that's why he couldn't give her the last spell because he didn't have the end of the book it's so So disney yeah it's so Mm disney-esque so they're gonna go to portobello road which i was like okay so what is that that's a real place oh really yeah and it's in the notting hill district of west london notting hill like notting Notting hill Hill? like the movie notting hill
0: with mr hugh grant is that what line came from that i'm just a girl i'm just a girl standing in front of of a boy
1: fruititarian asking <laughs> i'm a fruititarian that's a good one i only eat the fruit that has fallen from the ground you know
0: there are people that do that <laughs> i know it's a real thing not hey if you do that hey do your thing right but <laughs> i didn't i thought he was making it up but no it's a real thing <laughs> what if what if that created that <laughs> the fruititarian movement Notting Hill is my bible <laughs>
1: oh my gosh oh my gosh but allison Krause does that keith whitley tune in that movie i i love that movie what Notting hill yeah it's a good one yeah i Hugh do too. Gra- I, I love Hugh grant's humor i know me too yeah it's very dry so anyway back to portobello road so anyway it is a place where um it's a market known for secondhand clothes and antiques and uh, they do this huge musical number that is entitled portobello road Entitled Portobello Road, but it's very, it probably would not uh, stand the politically correct. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So it's like all of these different cultures in stereotypical garb oh, and stuff like that. Oh, so dear. it probably would not, yeah, did not stand the test of time. Gotcha. So they locate, uh, they're taken to the bookman who has the other half of the book. And
0: he's been looking for it. Wait, hold on. When you say like half of the book, like did they saw the book in half? I don't understand how you could just have half of a book ripped the binding. Why? Just because it's Disney? I'm thinking too much about it. Okay, continue. You're diving too deep into that rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I'm gonna back up.
1: so uh he has the other half of the book and he's been searching for amelius brown's half and because he thinks it has the last spell so they put the two halves together and they realize that no nobody has the last spell because it is in the owl of nabumbu <laughs> say that again the owl
0: of nabumbu <laughs> is it a real place no <laughs> It's fictional Lee, Well, how the heck am I going to know that? We all know I'm not good at geography.
1: Well. <laughs> Naboom boo. Na-boom-boo. Yeah. So it's a fictional place okay. where uh, the animals have become human. Oh, for God's sake, Because there's a spell on them put on them by a wizard. And the king... King Leonias, I think, is, you know, he's a lion, and he has this necklace around his neck, and it has the Star of Astaroth on it, and it has the spell, the final spell for Substitutiary Locomotion.
0: (laughs) How the heck did he get it? Yeah. Oh, my God, is
1: Mothman there? (laughs) What, Mothman's in the Owl of (laughs) (laughs) Naboomboo? Good one, babe. He's hanging out. (laughs) Good one, good one. Um, So... They go over and there's, you know, some antics and they swim under the sea and that's where beautiful Briny Sea comes and they, you know, win a dance contest and then they go up to the land and there's there, some turns there's taken There's a there. soccer game and, and, and... As there would be. <laughs> Amelius Brown, the con artist that he is, manages to swipe the necklace. From get the Yes, from the gotcha. king and get the Star of Astaroth. And they head back on the bed But when they get home,
0: oh my gosh. Who was eating mushrooms when they wrote this movie is my one question. Obviously, the lady that wrote the two books in 1940. Sounds
1: like a wild ride. Sounds like a wild ride. So, they bring the bed back home and, unfortunately, magical things cannot go from dimension to dimension. And it disintegrates Um. and goes back to Naboomboo. Right. (laughs) Right. But all this time, little Paul has a little storybook all about the Isle of Naboomboo. And yeah, the whole time. And the spell is right there in the picture book. And so he's got the spell. Who? What character? Paul. Wow. Way to. Paul, he just wanted to go to Naboomboo. Way to drop the, on on the magic bag, leg, Paul. Hey. <laughs> she said a bad word. <laughs> Jake's going to flag it. (laughs) Keep it out. (laughs) She swore. Um, So they set about to do the spell, Substitutiary Locomotion. Uh, You know, so talk about gibberish in music. Mm -hmm. And we have Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. In Mary Poppins, we have um, Substitutiary Locomotion by the Sherman Brothers. So the spell is made up. Right, but they put a lot of time into it, so it's Triguna Maccoides, um Tracorum Sadis D. Okay. But I looked it up. This is so weird because it's he's wearing a star, right? Right, and the Sherman brothers are saying Triguna means wood, Makoides means metal. Is it the elements? Tracorum is earth, Sadis is water, and D is fire. And it's this five-pointed star, which in huh. Chinese elements. right? Yeah. Wow. Interesting, Did right? Did their research fun? Yes. So they do this little dance number. And what it means is that things that do not have life, substitutory locomotion means it brings things to life that have none. So like, I don't know. A table. Inanimate objects. Fun, a table, okay. a dress. A lamp. A lamp. Yeah, those types of things. I love lamp. So they do this fancy Disney number, and oh, they realize you know the kids love the two of them, and the two of them are smitten with each other and you know, but Amelius Brown, you know, he's leading the single life of a con man, mm-hmm. and he gets cold feet, and he's like, "I gotta go back to London, I gotta dip, I gotta dip, I gotta go back to London, peace out and he goes to the train station, mm-hmm. and then the German troops invade, oh no, and they get. Mrs. Price and the kids, and he sees them climbing up the telephone poles to cut the wires or whatever, and he's like, oh, I better go back and save them. So, the, the German army puts her and the kids in the museum, she does the spell, brings all of the armor and the knights and mm. all of that stuff to life, and it defeats the German troops. Wow. And then, of course, in, in doing that, the Germans destroyed all of her spells and she can no longer be a witch because she she doesn't remember any of them she doesn't have a photographic (laughs) memory and no uh, retention no retention (laughs) so she's just now no longer witch. they of course get married and adopt the three kids and it is a happy disney ending as per usual right as per usual right so um what is interesting about this movie and why I love it is because most of Disney's depictions of witches are bad as villains. Yeah. So she is considered a strong intellectual female protagonist because she's a self-proclaimed witch. Hmm. Like she's proclaiming herself as a witch. She's like, I'm rocking with that. Yeah. Until she loses her spells. (laughs) Until she forgets all her darn spells. But before that. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying that she was a feminist. Icon in the making. Wow. Right? Love that. Because she was confident and driven. She was a single woman living on her own in the 1940s with a plan to single-handedly... She don't
0: need no man defeat, until the
1: end. To de- <laughs> Yeah. To single... <laughs> yeah. I don't need no man. <laughs> to single-handedly defeat the Germans. Tight. So, she was rocking it. And, and one of the other things that I found was in my research was the star of astoroth there's another there's a an evil trinity god called astoroth and he's known as one part of the trinity of astoroth beelzebub and lucifer oh so i'm i'm it's only a one letter difference so i'm wondering if the gal that wrote
0: the book she was ha- aware she had to in the 1940s known. she had or, okay come on how yeah. would that just be a coincidence yeah she was totally doing that interesting right which then i wonder if disney knew like you know well i don't de- well i don't know there's some weird stuff that D- disney yeah, yeah yeah but i doubt it yeah interesting they probably just rocked with it and the girls girl was back there like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got you good, <laughs> so one of the other interesting things is I always have to you know tie it into a plant somehow, and it we one all point, know you do when the when the kids I thought it was hilarious when the kids get there, and uh she's like, I'm not used to having kids around, and I don't know what you little tots eat.' Um, and Me. they were, you know, they're like bangers and mash. And she's like, oh, well, we you're we don't eat that. I don't eat that here. And like, what do you eat? And <laughs> she said, <laughs> which I don't know how she was surviving on this. Uh, rose hips, elm bark, and stewed nettles. <laughs> That's it. That's it? <laughs> That's what she was eating. So, um, elm bark yes. is like a mucilaginous. Yeah. It's like a big, like, when you put water into elm bark... It's like a booger. Uh, uh. So imagine just eating some spoonfuls of that. Rose hips,
0: good in vitamin C. Wait, hold on. The remix of spoonful of sugar is spoonful of boogers. Ew. With... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that oh, because you said mucilaginous i said mucilaginous you did you uh, love yeah. that word
1: mucilaginous mm-hmm. so um i would not want to be eating what
0: she's serving and like gross nettles nettles are delicious Yeah, but, but what did she say stewed yeah so oh.
1: there's you know nettle soup is okay awesome and it I most of the recipes that I've gotten, like really really old recipes, come from like England and Wales. See, when I
0: hear stewed nettles, I don't think of like soup. I Mm -hmm. think of like wet, soggy nettle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm taking it into a soup. (laughs) Like like, sounds better. Like a stew made of nettles, stewed tomatoes. Gotcha, gotcha. Nettles. Yeah, I would probably put them in a. In a broth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, nettles are, nettle soup is popular over in those parts. Gotcha. Of course, rose hips. You can't eat a rose hip because it's got those, like, make, tiny... Like, jam? You can make a rose hip jam, so hopefully she bakes bread, because I, I hope she's say, not what, eating what, that by the are, spoonful. What are you putting the jam on? Yeah, because rose hips have those little tiny, like, yeah. hairs inside them that right. are almost like a fiberglass, so they will, like... You know, mm-hmm. cut your throat. Yeah, that sounds if fun. If you're trying to eat those whole and raw. That's why, you, again, tea or jam, like rosehip jam, right. but high in vitamin C, so great. But obviously These she's people. out foraging. She's a yeah. gal. Just like me. She's out there foraging the rose hips and the elm bark and the nettles. Love it. Yeah. Okay. But my favorite character in this whole movie is her black cat. Oh. And his name is Cosmic Creepers.
0: Oh my god, please, we have Getting to a get cat. a black cat and name it that. Cosmic Creepers. Remember our cat, Piewacket? Yeah, I loved that cat, Piewacket.
1: Yeah. So you know what I read? What? You know what one of my favorite movies is?
0: Well... Th- there's so many. I was going to say you got to give me some bell book and candle. Oh right, right. And
1: I wanted to do that almost first as an episode. I know you did, but it was released on Christmas Day, and so I'm oh, saving that, you're saving it for the holiday nice. season. Um, but I read today, and I know that you did because I Hillary Burton. Hillary Burton. I knew you were going to say wants it. to
0: remake it with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I would probably cry of happiness if they did that. Oh my that. gosh, I. Would be so excited.
1: Me too. Yeah. And actually, the age difference between the two of them is not nearly what Kim Novak and Jimmy Stewart was (laughs) in theirs, which was like 40 stinking years. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, you have to go on and look up Cosmic Creepers. Okay. Why? (laughs) Because he is the mangiest looking cat. Oh, no. And I thought... I wonder if that's a real cat because I don't think they had animate like, you know, animatronics right. or anything back then. And so I looked it up and it was a real cat. Oh my god, was it okay? It, you know, when it went to hair and makeup in the morning, <gasps> they made it look really mangy. Why? Because it was fit that it had to fit the idea of a witch's cat, oh, which f- is scraggly and mean. <laughs> uh what <laughs> yeah oh come on disney so this poor cat look like 10 miles so of bad they, road like, teased the crap out of this cat no they put patches of fake hair, <laughs> hair in him, and he looked like a mangy beast oh my god
0: yeah that's cosmic
1: not, creepers i love the name though. that's
0: not right that, I cool it. name poor cat god hair makeup
1: i need a little bit more tufts of hair in here he doesn't look quite so scraggly
0: and mean <laughs> so they created this feminist icon but they still managed to slip some like give him bullshit mangy, in there a mangy black cat <laughs> oh my god poor
1: cat oh my gosh
0: yeah so uh what do you think about that i I'm not going to lie i don't remember any of that, so really? I was like fascinated over here because yeah. i don't remember, so you just took me on a ride, did I yeah, yeah, back to love your childhood it. i'm gonna have to go watch it. I don't think Jake has ever seen it mm-hmm. um it definitely sounds like if I had a kid i I understand why you played yeah. it for me, yeah, uh, I would definitely that would be in the i love that I have one. to find it on v h s yeah, I'm sure you could. I'm sure I could. Yeah. I don't, I don't have it, though. I need to find it. Mm. Jake's already over I there. I hear Jake's <laughs> fingers tapping trying to find it on. <laughs> He's on it. He's on top of it. Um, no, I love that. Yeah? Especially coming from Disney. It's cool to know that mm-hmm. whether they intended it to be like, like mm-hmm. they probably, if they would have known they were creating a feminist icon, <laughs> they probably wouldn't have done it. But I'm glad that one slipped in there. That's why it was
1: shelved for tigers. Right, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm glad that it slipped in there.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Love it. I know. I, I enjoyed it. I And again, it's like when you're a kid, you don't realize. What you're drawn like, to. Like, I didn't realize when I went back and watched it. I was like, my gosh, it's like so in your face that she's a witch. And, you know,
0: like when they started making it in the 60s, how that would have even... You know, Well, just like I was just talking mm-hmm. about, too. So, you said it was released in 71. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just talking about how that was like kind of you mm-hmm. saw this rise of. Mm-hmm. So, that is very cool. Yeah. But also, you said the the, <laughs> the other side
1: of the fence. Right. And for Disney being so wholesome. Ballsy. Yeah. Ballsy. Right. And so, I am going to do... um. Mary Poppins cuz it's love that. there's so many correlations. Mm-hmm. And we also know one of my all-time favorite movies is Saving Mr. Banks.
0: I know you love that I movie. I love it. I fell asleep the first time I watched it. I guess I'm going to have to go back and give it another you keep give promi- it the old go. You keep
1: promising you're going to watch it with me. But
0: <sighs> look at her.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's got talk about a stellar cast there. Paul Giamatti and
0: I do believe Tom B.J. Hanks. Novak is in it from The Office. Yes, so he you, So you got me. He's one of the Sherman brothers. You got me. I'll watch it. All right. I'll watch it. All right. All right. So everyone, basically what you learn from this episode is that you need to go and play every rock and roll <laughs> album backwards, backwards. And then you need to go and you need to take your cat and you need to put patches of mangy hair on it so that you can really <laughs> be a witch. <laughs> Just a regular black cat won't do. It has to be mangy. <laughs> oh my god! so, so um, hilarious yeah wow okay fun right. high another, five up top yeah another episode in the book another episode in the books yeah uh i'm excited for mine next week too are you yeah do you know what you're talking about i do do you yeah you're like giggling i'm keeping jake's telling me to keep my mouth zipped. keep it zipped keep it zipped throw away the key you guys have to wait just secret
1: yeah me and Jake are good at keeping secrets. I'm you not, yourself are nope. not. She's the one that's under there trying to jiggle the Christmas present. Since d- don't yeah, you have to put something in a completely different zip code if you're trying to keep a secret from her because she's searching.
0: I am who I am. Mm. Me, again. Like and be, I will leave you I with like that. To be surprised, <laughs> I don't. I want to know now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where's the magic in that, Leanne? Magic is I have a present (laughs) earlier than I would have if I didn't peek. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Oh, all right, everyone. That is another episode of Uncle Robs. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Can I say it? You can say it. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.